you know, it's business. There's there's days like anybody that that you're wondering, there's got to be an easier way to make money than than what I'm doing now. Yep. And there's days where you have excitement where, you know, a rep meets a, a milestone or a production team reached a milestone. They're as happy as could be. And you've got four calls from homeowners and, and five Google reviews that day and everything is just going perfect. So you have to understand in your mind that there's going to be those days that aren't so good. And there's going to be those days that are absolutely amazing. And you're on top of the world. is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. I have got a good one for you. I've got a return guest, but this return guest... He hasn't been here in years. It's been way too long. I actually looked it up. Larry, you were episode 13. <laughs> 13. Back, back when I had to beg my friends and clients to be on the podcast, Larry was gracious enough to be one of my very first guests. But it's been way too long since you've been here. Larry is the owner of Ridgetop Exteriors. Ridgetop that is that is Ridgetop Exteriors. That is correct. Top Exteriors. And your main office is in Madison, Wisconsin, but you have others too. Yes. Yeah. Madison is our main or corporate office, our original office. We also have an office in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We have one in Appleton, Wisconsin. We also have one in Wisconsin Rapids, which is in Wisconsin. And we have just opened one up in Gurney, Illinois. And we also have one in Clearwater, Florida. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So six locations. Yeah. So back when we did the first, when we did the first interview, I think you had just a couple of locations. Your business back then was mostly storm work, but you've kind of moved away from that and moved to retail. That is correct. Yeah. We, in that episode we did number 13, we probably had Madison and Milwaukee were our two locations. Yeah, And then basically anywhere in the United States that, that we felt there was a good enough storm, we were traveling and chasing hail and, and working in different states. So interesting. It's an interesting business model. You don't do that anymore, right? No, we do not chase anymore. Now, if obviously, if something hits in the areas we're working in, yes, we'll capitalize on that. But as far as chasing and setting up other locations just for storm activity, we do not do that anymore. Why don't you chase anymore? I think we got too old. <laughs> now, that was one of the, one of the reasons. I mean, it's it's a it's a lucrative business. I, I will tell you that. It's a tough business though. And, you know, especially with families and as much as we were traveling and all of those things and then kind of I guess it, the, the the final decision we made was we wanted to be more brick and mortar. And that was when we came back and we opened up all the locations. And now we actually have offices with showrooms and people come here on a daily basis. The sales reps do their, you know, kids are in the community and, and we're just all local. And that's how we drive our business now is all we quote unquote call retail business. Yeah. yeah and I, th I think the retail business is, is the good business to be in. And one of the reasons why you've been so successful at it is you're damn good at developing relationships with your customer. So even 
back then your referral and repeat rates were pretty high because you did a really good job of staying sticky with your with your customers and staying in front of them. Yeah, yeah, and you help us with that. We tried. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's a real important thing, especially in the retail business. And obviously, you know, there's about four different trades we do from roofing to siding to windows to gutters. And and typically we want to we want a customer for life. And so we continue staying in touch with them. We will come out if they want and and take a look at the project, even if it's been two, three years later, just to make sure everything is good. And then we have our quarterly newsletter that goes out, the Happy Home Gazette. And then uh, we also do in between there, we'll also do an email with probably some of the higher end projects or, or, or more difficult projects that we've done in that time period, just to kind of share with them and give them some ideas of some things that we're doing and some thoughts that maybe they have of some things they want to do at their home as well. Yeah. How many, just to give people a general sense of the scope of the, the business, how many how many salespeople do you have between all of the locations? Yeah, between all the locations right now, we're at about 65 sales reps. Cool. How many jobs did you guys complete last year? Last year, we did just over 5,000. So you know what, this is for the audience, but one of the interesting things about Larry is that Larry is one of the, how do I say this? One of the, the biggest companies that you've never heard of. <laughs> and he, you like it that way, don't you? Yeah, I'm a little under the radar. You know, I, I enjoy, when I say that, you know, as a company, we celebrate a lot and we have a lot of milestones. But for me to, you know, enter my name into the top 100 contractors or, to do things like that, you know, not really my cup of tea. Have been doing a little bit more as I've gotten older, doing some speaking for manufacturers and distributors and things like that. But uh, now nah, we kind of we kind of do our own thing, and 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 we're fine with that. We're okay with that. Well, you won't have to worry about this podcast. There aren't very many people listening to it, so you know, <laughs> no one's gonna no one's gonna be calling you or knocking on your door anytime soon for out of this. But for well, the we, about seven or eight people that are listening, this guy is one of the best operators I have met in this business. And what you've done to grow your company is, is pretty remarkable. And you've had pretty like measured growth over time, I believe. I mean, what's kind of your philosophy behind growing the business? Yeah, you know, we definitely want growth. You know, we want we want growth for our employees as well. You know, so you you may come in as a as a, a project manager or an expediter, and and we want to offer you opportunity to grow as well and be able to su uh, supply more for your family, things like that. So so we're always looking for growth. We're usually around that thirty five to forty percent growth. Anything more than that, we we have tried it, and and it can get a little out of control. And we want to provide the same service doing 5,000 projects as we do doing 600 projects. We yeah. want to provide that same customer service. So you got to kind of keep an eye on that growth. It, it, it's fun, but it can come it can come and bite you if you're not prepared. 35% though is pretty aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. We've uh, and, and we've been very comfortable with that number too. We, we, we feel that we can manage that and handle that. And you know, a lot of that comes with the new offices that we open up. Yeah, 35% has been our average growth for like the last 12 years. Wow, I had three questions come in to me at the same time. <laughs> Which one do I ask you first? So let's talk about, so you've, you have obviously had to develop people 
So our big pillars, so we really have four big pillars that we talk about here. People, process, profit, and kind of the underground one is personal, personal management. But sure. we can, let's talk about the people part of it. Obviously, you have had to recruit quite a bit. How many people do you have? I mean, you have 60 some salespeople, but in the organization, how many people? Yeah. We're just just over 130 employees. 130. Wow. Yeah. And so that's that's a lot of people. So what's kind of been, how have you been successful with bringing on new people? It's, it starts with, you know, starting from the beginning, pretty much if you had a heartbeat and were halfway interested, we'd hire you. <laughs> and then as like time went on, yeah, yeah. And then as time went on, we just kind of learned personalities. We would pick some things up in the interview during the process. You know, we want our employees to have fun, enjoy where they're working at. And if, if that doesn't happen, then it's probably not a fit for us and them. So we're constantly looking at that. Challenging people, always challenging and allowing them to grow as individuals is, I think, one of the things that, that are most important. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, as long as I've been doing this, I get more excitement now out of someone coming into the company and, and maybe getting married or maybe having a child or maybe buying a house. You know, I get a lot of excitement out of that. Now they put a lot of hard work in and dedication. Yeah, we have the platform, but they're the ones that show up every day and they're the ones that put the time and the effort in. So to see that growth in an individual, is is really good. And and that's what I get my kind of excitement out of nowadays, I guess, more than anything. How did you, when you guys were smaller, how did you attract, how did you attract good people? I mean, what, what made them want to come and work at Ridgetop? When we were smaller, it was, you know, it's different. Obviously now people have heard of Ridgetop with yeah. you know, TV and radio and all the things that we do and, and things like that. But when we were smaller, it was more of, of interviews and, and just personal relationships and meeting with people. And then, you know, they would work here for a little bit of time and then they would say, hey, my, you know, my cousin or maybe my neighbor or my friend is is looking for a position. So we'd bring them in and we'd talk to them. And usually people that kind of birds of the same feather flock together type yeah. situation. We've gotten some really, really good people over the years that have been referred by current employees. And so that's been a nice building block there for us. Yeah. What are some of the mistakes that you see or that you made early on as it comes to people? Because this business is so dependent on people. We gotta have people, we gotta have people out selling. We have to have people installing. We have to have people doing all the finance and the admin behind the scenes. We gotta have all the frontline people that are making leads, that are setting the appointments, that are talking with the customer, on and on and on. I mean, it's so people driven and so people intensive. What do you see as some of the mistakes that people make? Trying to make someone fit that doesn't fit. You know, trying to kind of force it. And then what you end up doing is you end up you end up bending your rules a little bit of how you think things should be just because if we change this or that, this person would be okay. And you're basically going to spin your wheels in that situation. Uh, if it's not a fit, if it's not a fit now, it's probably not going to be a fit year, a year from now. Now you've got a year invested in this individual and now you're starting all back over again from that position. So, you know, and a lot of that is open discussions, you know, with, with the employees of, uh, and we've changed this a little bit because of the amount of employees. But, you know, once a month we do, I meet with each individual employee and we do personal, professional and financial goals. You meet with them. 
I meet with them uh, once a month. Personal, and professional, and financial goals. You review them? Review with, them. Really? Every employee. Yeah. How many more employee. about that? Well, basically what we do is we'll set that up from the very beginning part of the year. So okay. they'll write down their personal, professional, and financial goals, depending on where they're at in the company. You know, their professional goals may be, you know, hey, I'm going to sell a million and a half and I'm going to maintain a, you know, 36% closing rate. You know, it could be an expediter that 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 basically a personal goal is, hey, I want to I want to I want to obtain 75 five star Google reviews this year. You know, some of the personal goals may be as I want to get some of the debt that I have taken care of. So we'll lay that out of what that is. And then we'll put together a plan of where we should be six months from now, nine months from now, a year from now. Are we on target? Do we need to readjust? So you're um, their coach. I try to be, yeah. I try to be. I try, I try to be. Hold on. How many people are you doing this with? Well, that was where we kind of changed this a little bit. Once we got to 135. So I was so when we were at a hundred, I was doing it there. So I had a hundred one-on-one meetings in the month. So I would average about four or five per day. Wow. Yeah. And then it got to the point where what we did was we said, here's the situation. This is no longer mandatory. It's volunteer. And okay. right now we have probably about, I'm going to say, mine are just coming up here. I've got five of them between now and the 20th. And I'm going to say we're probably about 70 that still stayed on. Wow. For that. Yeah. So this is one of those things that oh, I had no idea you do this. I've heard other people that do this, but this is one of those things where you look at you look at a company's success and you say, damn, no wonder they're so successful. So personal, professional, financial, once a month, you meet with them, you go over, okay, so we established, these are your goals. What does that meeting look like? Are they, you know, and can it's, somebody it, that's not as successful as you do that? Oh, anybody can do it. I mean, it, it there's nothing special about you know, the, the size of our company, what we've done, it's actually, to me, it's getting to know your employees. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, I'll be honest, the, the, the list comes out sometimes, give an example in Florida, there'll be a new employee that comes there. And, and I, I have not met that individual in person. I don't know if they're married. I don't know if they have two kids, one kid, no kids don't know what they're, where they grew up, you know, how many brothers and sisters, I don't know any of those things. And and that was one of the things that drove me to doing this was to to be able to have those relationships with them. Sometimes, you know, we may sit in here and a majority of the time is we're not really talking a lot of business. You know, we talk business, we're talking business in their life, but not really rich top business. Yeah. You know, you know, I know you, you know, you got an anniversary coming up and I know you've been planning this trip for a while and is everything set in place and good and and so on and so forth or you know, hey, I, I know your wife is pregnant and and uh, you guys are due here soon. And how's she doing? And how's everything going? And do you have the room done? And is it painted? And how did that process go? And so those are the things more that we talk about. The business will probably be the first five, 10 minutes of that of that conversation. And then we kind of just get into the personal part. Yeah. And as time went on, a lot of employees that we've had, I've had this with them for three or four years. The relationship changes. So in the very beginning, their goals were very minimal, not really opened up to me. As we formed a better relationship, it helped out. Some of the things that they're have they're going to go through or are going through currently, I've done and I've happened and I've made the mistake. Yeah. And 
So if I can guide them and tell them, hey, when you get to the end of the road here, instead of taking a left, take a right, I've saved them a little bit of headache, maybe a couple of dollars here and there as well, too. Yeah. Wow, that's that's awesome. And and I like what you said. It's not about those meetings are not about the business because you understand that. And this is something I talk about a lot is the business itself is only a vehicle for you. It's a vehicle to get. And and it's funny because the conversation you and I had last week was all about how the business is a vehicle for you to do the other things that you're going to do. And so to have that same conversation with your key staff or all of your staff is such an, a wonderful conversation to have. It's like, look, we've built this thing and it's really built for you to come here. And I want to use the word flourish. There's another sure. word I'm looking for, yeah. but it's, that's what this is built for. And as long as if you, if you do what we've set out for you in this role, you can have everything you want in your life. And by you doing those meetings, wow, you're like really putting your your time where your mouth is, which is more yeah. valuable than your money. Your yeah. time is much more valuable than your money at this point. Builder Prime is changing the game for home improvement contractors. Imagine having everything you need to help your business grow in one place. CRM. Estimating marketing automation with SMS, production management software, and now call center dialer integration, all wrapped into one easy to use package. And it's never been easier to switch CRMs. Hundreds of contractors trust Builder Prime to grow their businesses with powerful reporting tools to see which leads are making money, which sales reps are the top performers, and where to optimize for the greatest impact. We're talking about winning more jobs, boosting productivity and delighting your customers. Are you ready to fuel your business growth even faster without all the daily frustrations of your current tech stack? You owe it to yourself, your team, and your business to learn why everyone is switching over to Builder Prime, the only true does-it-all CRM for home improvement contractors. Head over to builderprime.com and request a personalized demo with an expert today. It, uh, I'll tell you, I, I really enjoy those. You know, sometimes you have setbacks, you know, it's like anything yeah. in life. You know, we don't always reach our perfect goals of where we're at, but we have but at least have they've setbacks. got somebody like you that's coaching them. Yeah. And then we, you know, we hit the reset button, you yeah. know, and, and we try again, you know, we don't, uh, we don't fail until we quit. So we'll try again. And maybe we just try it at a different angle or maybe a different pace that we're going at it. But we're nonstop working on things in their personal, professional, and financial life to make them better individuals. It's again, it's I get just as much out of it as they do, Brian. Yeah, I'll bet. I love that. That's cool. So the other stools I get are the other like parts of this. There's the people that we talked about. There's process. I would imagine that over the years, everything is a process. You want to talk a little bit about process and systems within Ridgetop? Yeah, that's that is one matter of fact. I think that we covered briefly this on 13. We might have and the process back when you did episode 13 to now, I think you said you're north of 150 or something like that. Wherever that like, this is going to be 180 something, 180. Okay, okay, yeah. So, our process has changed a lot, and and it has. And, and what happens is, is you just keep you keep learning, you make mistakes. You adjust, and then you just continue trying to make the process better. 
And so we changed the system of how we how the phone is answered from the very beginning, what our sales reps are doing during the presentation. After the handoff from the sales rep to our production team, you know, what does that look like? What does that introductory call look like? Let me ask you, though, let me interrupt you there and Mm -hmm. ask you a different version of this question. Sure. Going all the way back to when you are a much smaller company. So one of the things I hear people talk about a lot is, well, but we don't we know what the process is, but it's not written out. Well, you and I both know if that there's not something even if it's just a little sheet of paper that says, do this, then do this, then do that. We know it's hard to measure. It's hard to track results and it's hard to scale that. So back at the beginning, when you were a much smaller company, how did you develop processes? What did they look like at the beginning? Well, they probably looked like everybody else's in the beginning. You know, they weren't super developed. They worked together. But then as time went on, what we started doing, just like you mentioning is, We started putting every step into place that should happen during the process. The great thing about that is, is at the end, if we, if we tripped a little bit or stumbled a little bit, we can go back through all of the processes and we can find exactly which one we didn't do that caused that issue. So then obviously we'll we'll go back, we'll review that job. We'll say, oh, oh, right here from, from sales to expediting this, this handoff here, the call didn't happen. And the homeowner was expecting one thing and, and we didn't convert that to the expediter and we got in the middle of the project and here was the question that came up. We would have had that call and reviewed the job. We would have handled that already in the beginning instead of the middle of the process of the build, which set us back a little bit. You know, we got through it, but but here's a little stumble that we had. Yeah. And then as you keep discovering those, you think you get everything figured out, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, but- and then you discover how we can provide better customer service and, and a better experience for the customer. And then you'll you'll add a little bit. Or you may say, this was our process, but this is a better way to do it. And then we'll change that process. That, that That's a better way for everybody. Yeah. A lot of people get hung up on, well, I don't have time. Or I don't have people. So why do mm-hmm. I need processes? What, you know, how did you find the time? How did you... Get the well, started and documented. Here's a very good point on that. Okay. So people like, I, we don't have the time to do this. Really, in the future, you don't have the time to lose to not do this. Ooh. So say more. You, yeah. You, you will buy yourself so much time yeah. and less headaches from putting the time in now. And, and the process could be very simple. You could just take a piece of paper. And you're, you're talking about a process and you might write five things down that would make that process better. And you may start with those. And then once people start working on those processes, you'll find out your, your, your fellow employees will start adding to the process. Hey, this wasn't on there. Hey, this wasn't on there. So now you've got everybody that's bought into the process and then everybody's trying to improve it. And everybody wants to put their, their, their twist or spin on it, I guess you would say, yeah. to make it smoother and easier. But again, the process will buy you so much more time and so much less headaches in the future that you got to put something together. And even if you just start with four or five things in a process, get that in place and start working on those, it will automatically build on itself. So one of the, I'm so glad you brought that up because one of the 
I think one of the hardest things for people to do in any business, whether it's this, you know, the home improvement business or any other, is for the owner to stop doing, I call it the thing, whatever the thing is. So the case of roofing, it's either selling roofing or installing roofing. It could be both, but an owner should not do that after a certain amount of time. You may do it for the first few months, but after that, and people will just be like, well, but how do I stop doing that? I, how do I bring on people? I don't have the time. I can barely do this and I can barely do that. But based on, you know, and this is, and what we tell them is a variation of what you just said. Well, take the time to put it together now, but then now you could leverage yourself so that you're not running leads. You're putting people in place to run leads. Isn't this kind of like how you built your company? Yeah, that's exactly how it is. And I'll tell you with that, and it will give a little defense to them because I was in this same boat. We it all was really, yeah, it was hard for me to give up things. Yeah. You know, you developed this and, and you know, there was three employees in the company when I started, me, myself, and I. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, you know, two of them I should have got rid of. Yeah. <laughs> But no, it, it's it's one of those things that that you got to give up a little bit and you got to trust people. And once you do that, what you'll find is like, for instance, me, of all the different stages you mentioned earlier in here that we deal with, from marketing to sales to expediting to follow up to all invoicing to credit, all those things. Everybody that's in charge of the, each one of those departments or each one of those steps is better than me. Yeah. Is better than me. And, and that's what you have to build to is to get someone in there that, that that knows more than you. You know, the intelligence in this company is unbelievable. You know, we always say that, you know, if you're in the room and you're the smartest one in there and you've probably heard this before, you're, you're in the wrong room. You're in the wrong room. <laughs> you're in the wrong room. Not a room I want to be in. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's the thing. So just giving people the ability, there are going to be mistakes made. I mean, it's going to happen. That's just human nature. We we make mistakes. We We all do. No one's perfect. If we have a process, it will it will eliminate a lot of the mistakes without a process because now someone has a roadmap of what they're supposed to do to finish. And a lot of people just need that roadmap. Their heart is to is to do a good job and and to exceed in their or excel in their job. So the roadmap helps or the procedures help. And then just giving that up uh, and allowing them to do that. And once you do that, you'll find freedom in yourself of things that you can say, okay, I can concentrate on this now. I can work on this now. And these things are all in place and together. Not saying you can take your eye off of that the whole time, but that's when it comes back to reporting that you can go and I can jump on my computer. I can quick pull a report up and I can say, okay, my production team in this location is on pace or they're a little bit behind. You know, let me jump into a meeting and just see what's going on. You know, I jump in there. Hey, we got a plan. We understand we're behind. We've got a plan give us three weeks, we'll have this all together and everything's in place. So they're already thinking about it while I'm seeing it and going on. And I'm just saying, all right, let me just maybe hear what your plan is. And maybe I can give some good insight. Yeah. I want to, I'm going to skip the profit part because, you know, you ain't doing business. You're not showing up if you aren't making money. That's without saying. So let's skip that (laughs) part. Just in the interest of time. Are you good? Are you good with time? Oh yeah, I'm fine. Yep. Okay. Let's go to the personal side of things. This is kind of the underground one that I bring out after, you know, because people want to see the business stuff, the people process profit part. The hardest part is now I got to look at myself. 
Yeah. And I've got to look at my habits and what I think and what I believe and what I'm doing. And so as a as an entrepreneur, what do you think is the thing that has served you best? What habit or or belief has served you best? I would probably say uh, this is probably best and worst, but I would probably say how competitive I am. I'm very competitive. I, I love competition with whether it's playing cards with my kids or, or whatever it should be or anything. I'm, I'm, I'm a very competitive individual. And so that's been probably the best asset for me. I continue striving to want to get better and perfect things and, and, and sell more and do more and, and, and provide better service. That's there. But on the other end, I'll tell you, you know, we're getting into this personal thing and, and, you know, I don't know what your audience age group is, but, but, you know, I'm North of 50 and, you know, looking back at all this. So if I was talking to someone that was, you know, 25 to 30, something like that, it's a quick ride. Yeah. It is a quick ride. I will tell you, it is a flash. It is a flash and you have to stay grounded. You, you really do. And, I, and I'll tell you, I wasn't the best at that. You know, we talked about this a little bit last week, Brian, but, you know, I wasn't the best. I was a workaholic. I mean, I, I you know, 65, 70 hour weeks were just normal for me, just normal. And, you know, hindsight, looking back at that, there probably should have been more family time for me, you know, and and I thought I was the the provider, which was, you know, I was bringing in the income and and, you know, food wasn't an issue and shelter and clothing wasn't an issue. But, you know, hindsight, you look back at that and miss some things in life. And when you get to my age and you look back at those things, you, you can't get that back. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it doesn't come back to you. So, you know, you got to have a balance. And, and balance is something, again, that you put together in your goals. You know, when you set your goals for the year, what are things just family-wise that, that for sure are going to happen? No, there's no ifs and buts about it. These things are going to happen with the family. This is going to be the time I'm going to spend with my wife. And then actually sticking to those things. And the work will be there. You'll get it done. It'll be fine. You'll be okay. Everything will be fine. So those are the two, I guess the motivation was the thing that then the competition that, that got me, but it also, you know, hindsight, looking back, I, I wish I would have spent a little bit more time with the family. What, what are some of the things that you did? I think this is just my belief, but mm -hmm. my, my belief is that our success in business is 90 plus percent mindset and it's 10% or less skill set. My sure. contention is that skill set can be borrowed, purchased, leased, you know, you can you can go get that. You said it earlier. The people that are all the heads of your company are smarter than you at that role. Yes. It's like my company. You know, the salesperson's better than sales than I am, the marketing person better, the operations, person, all of that. So you, you could do all of that. So, but what do you think are some of the mindsets? I get the competition thing, mm -hmm. but what do you think are some of the mindsets or how have you, the, what are the mindsets or the beliefs that you had to have about yourself in order for you to become successful? Well, number one is, is, you know, you got to believe in yourself. You got to believe in 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 your mission and in your mission statement, how you're going to conduct business, things that are there's not a possibility of you going down that road. And then each year you got to build on that and develop on that and kind of stick to your to your main mission 
of where things are at. So you got to have your, your, your mind, right. You know, it's business. There's, there's days like anybody that, that you're wondering, there's gotta be an easier way to make money than, than what I'm doing now. Yep. And there's days where you have excitement where, you know, a rep meets a, a milestone or a production team reached a milestone. They're as happy as could be. And you've got four calls from homeowners then in five Google reviews that day and everything is just going perfect. So you have to understand in your mind that there's going to be those days that aren't so good. And there's going to be those days that are absolutely amazing. And you're on top of the world and it's just keeping your, your mentality kind of the same. How do you do that though? How do you keep when, when the, when things are going bad, when you're having one of those bad days or a bad week or a bad month, how do you stay up? How do you stay focused on the end goal? Because it's a, it's a marathon. You know, it's not just a race. So there's 12 months in the year. You know, there's 120 in 10 years. And, and you've got to realize that you can't hit home runs every time you get to bat. Not going to happen. You know, you're going to strike out. You know, some of the some of the best home run hitters, if you look at their strikeouts, it's a tremendous amount of strikeouts. Yeah, they hit their home runs. So, so you're going to have those. And, you know, listen, I would love to say that I'm perfect and there's not days where I get down on myself or this or that or so on and so forth. But you've got to just sit back and, and take a deep breath and look at the big picture of what you're accomplishing and where you're going to get there. And if it was smooth and easy, everybody would be doing it. Yeah. Right. But your mindset is what will get you to that spot when you can actually in the in the in the crisis of everything and, and it feels like the world's kind of falling in that you can just step back for a second and get in your mind that, hey, this is just a temporary. I got to make a couple of adjustments here, but we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. And this is where we're going and we're going to get there. It may take us a couple more steps now, but we'll get there. How did you in your mind? I think that sales, wealth, income, it all starts here and then it will, you know, perpetuate itself through whatever actions you're you're taking. So, but one of the things that a lot of people have, all of us have, I think, are blocks when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. How much we sell, how much we keep being the big one. Back to profitability, you're a guy that you've never had an issue with making, you know, being profitable and making money, you wouldn't do business otherwise. But how do you keep growing your your ambition towards money and being comfortable with the dollars getting bigger and bigger? That's a good question, you know, where that is. And it goes back to the big goal that you set and where things are at. And, you know, as the as the as the money came with with the growth of the company, you know, my Myself, I don't really feel like I change. You know, I'm not a huge, I don't have drive a Porsche. I don't have six houses. I don't do all of those things. Again, I got into the growth of the individuals. I truly did. I mean, I truly got into the income of someone first coming in here and never sold before. And we put them through our training process. And, you know, maybe the first year they do, you know, four hundred, six hundred thousand dollars, and and for them, that's that's you know pretty good life changing from where they had came from. And then the next year, they bloom into that million plus, you know, and then they go to a million five or two million, and you see their life changing, and you see them buying a house and and you know uh, going on nicer vacations and and things like that, and just enjoying life, which is you know what we do all we do all this for is to enjoy life better. I mean, that's what it's all about and, and, and providing more for your family, providing more for your friends, all of those things is, is why we do this. So 
for me, it was seeing all of that come together. And of course, you know, personally, myself and my family benefited from that as well. Um, so that's, I guess the best way to answer your question was. Is, no, it's, is, it's cool. It's, you know, and I like, I like what you said. I mean, this is, I, I think that, you know, for me, one of the things that excites me the most is we had our mastermind groups in here a couple of weeks ago. And when I see them doing well and making more money and, you know, one of the guys told me, Brian, he goes, now I get to hang out with my kids so much more during the week because the business yeah. is doing itself and it's making a lot of money and it's, you know, and he's doing all the things and it's exciting for me. I don't know 15 or 20 years ago if I was mature enough or confident enough in myself to be able to be happy enough for other people and yeah. to get so much joy out of that. And it's nice to hear you say that too, because I think there's something very cool about that. And if you can't find maybe the motivation inside of yourself or you're stuck in your head with the that next level of income for you or your family, maybe help some of the people on your team achieve their goals. And then by you helping them, then that's just going to kind of, it's a backdoor into getting what you want too. So I, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. So you, you bring up a very good point there. And, and, you know, the other thing you brought up, Brian, which, which I'll agree with you when I was younger, I, I didn't have those points of view. You know, I didn't look at that as much as, as what other people were doing that you surround yourself with, but you know, all of these people help build this company. And there's no way it would be here without them. Oh, a tremendous amount to them and their their dedication and, and hard work to it. And to see them prosper as well through this is is has been great. It's it's been one hell of a ride. Awesome. Well, I hope that I no, I shouldn't say I hope that. I'm very confident that the people listening to this, that they got a lot out of your message as well. So thank you so much. For being here. I don't want to wait this long again for the next one. So I got to grab you. I'm going to do a better job. I'm going to do a better job. We have this running joke, me and Larry, where at least for me, it's a running joke. I don't know if it is with him or not, but it's become one with me is since doing my first accelerate, I think in 2018, I asked Larry to come and be a speaker. But that week, he has a conflict every year, he's got a set conflict. So then I asked them the following year and I said, hey, Larry, this week, it's a or this year, it's a week before and there was a conflict. I think that happened like three times. And then now it's like become a funny, you know, running joke, at least for me is, oh, every year around Accelerate, when I'm putting the guest list together and the speaker list, I got to reach out to Larry. One day I'm going to get you there. But thank you so much for doing this. And I will hit you up again, maybe later in the year to do more. But thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. Brian, thank you. I really appreciate my time with you today. And, and uh, to everybody listening, I hope you can get a couple of things out of this, but enjoy the ride. That's the thing that I would, I would stress the most. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, great advice. All right, everybody. Well, until next time, this is Brian Kaskovalsian with G4 Marketing Group, and this is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you, did it help you look at your business in a different way? Did it spark an idea or ideas that you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. If it did, I'd like to ask you a favor. Would you leave a five-star review of the podcast? 
By doing so, you'll help other contractors find the podcast more easily so that we can help them achieve more success, wealth, and freedom. And before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. In fact, if you haven't already, make sure you go to thewealthycontractor.com and get your free copy of my latest book, The Seven Secrets to Becoming a Wealthy Contractor. Just pay shipping and handling, and I'll take care of the cost of the book. So until next time, this is Brian Cascavalsia. 